Hi folks, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. I'm Connor McCann and with me is... Nigel Lamont. And Lee Maxwell. Lee's back this week with us. I am. So, anything new with you guys this week? Uh, sold my Mark IV VSX4 motion. That's about time. Yeah, stuck it on Gumtree and Facebook last week. I've decided to shift it on. Any time wasters? Just a few. Aye, As usual, Gumtree and Facebook has struck again it's free but there's a reason it's free yeah because it attracts idiots i had a fella from scotland message me last couple of days and he's been genuine enough but in the meantime on gumtree there's a fella he was messaging me and he rang me uh, last night the night before and he says he'd be around in the morning and he texted me at seven o'clock last night oh it's going to cost me two and a half grand to tax in donegal i'll not be taking the car after all Oh, good research by him. But the genuine fellow from Scotland, I messaged him straight away. I says, been messed about. He's still interested. And he sent the deposit straight away and he's booked the flight. So he's come next Saturday to pick it up. So it took someone from a different country to come and buy your car to yeah. deal with the idiots around here. Oh, today I got a message on Gumtree. Would you be interested in a thousand pounds? To which I replied, no. Send him a picture and a sound clip for a thousand pounds. What did I reply with? Hold on a minute here. It's not that funny. <laughs> it better be. Guess no would be the answer to that. Guess no, yep. Well, so, you guessed right. That was today. diesel, sir. That's the problem. It's not diesel, so no one actually wants it. actually got a fella from... He sounded like he was just over the border, wrong me. And he had his... Inbred? His boyfriend or his dad in the background commentating. <laughs> <laughs> and he, when I told him it was sold, he was gutted. All I heard in the background, Had you much power? Had you much power, sir? Power. And I said, look, it's sold. Would you have another one? I says, I'm not a car dealer. I uh, would you have an I well, I was going to say, would you have another one? You're talking to someone who has three of the engines sitting, but well, that's not the norm, is it? Um, yeah, so metal torture this week, trying to sell the car, but hopefully, well, the fellas booked his flight, so we should be here next Saturday, and that's it. Well, has he sent you a deposit? Deposit sent. Happy days. So if he doesn't, show he doesn't up, turn up, if he doesn't show up, that's a free dinner for me. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it cheap. I'll buy it off the, for the difference. <laughs> what about you, Lee? Anything new? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> That sums it up. <laughs> well, that was short and sweet. Um, Sounds familiar, Connor. It does. <laughs> Go team medium. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to TJ. <laughs> this week we had our first cars and coffee meetup. Yeah, we did indeed. It was. Uh, NIB- well, not us personally. <laughs> no, courtesy well, our, of our, NIB- our, BMW. Yeah, first automotive event went up to Sprucefield. German versus Jap. Yeah. It? So no, there was a lot of good turnout now. Yeah. A lot of nice cars on it. Damn um, cold. It was very windy. So fucking cold. Wind, wind chilled factor was like minus 20. I was well wrapped up once again on the t-shirt. Usual. t-shirt. <laughs> I'm impressed, Connor. You're, you should be doing scientific experiments on you. I'm like honest. a mountain goat. Uh, I smell okay. like one as well sometimes. <laughs> I hear you bleat. <laughs> <laughs> Real good turnout. Some nice cars there. My particular favourite, I think it was yours too, was the Evo 5. Oh, the white Evo 5. Mm-hmm. No, mine was the, the clown shoe. Oh, yes. The M Coupe. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, The like wee them. BMW with the little hatchbacky thing. Yeah. That's the boy. Looks like a clown shoe. I like them. Oh, I like that skyline as well. Yeah, when you left, Nigel, there was a R32. No, he was there, was he not? R32 there's a, a black Supra came in. No, after that, there was a gunmetal grey R32 skyline, GTR. Uh-huh. And it was so funny because you had all these... Like Fiesta STs run up and down the car park. One in particular was going psh, 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 as if to say, <laughs> oh, I've got air, look at me, I'm great. Yeah, it was the first person ever to have air suspension. But this GTR, stance boy flex. This GTR rolls in and Jesse stands beside me and he says, That thing's got 600 horsepower. 
and it cruised past silently. He never revved it once. He just and no, no like, mad paint, no mad wheels, just subtle. Gunmetal grey. I can't even remember that the wheels well, were thirty four or thirty two. Thirty two, and the number subtle. plate said it was spaced to say RB Zilla, as an RB twenty six yeah. Godzilla. I was like, that is walk slow, carry a big stick. Mm-hmm. That is, and when he left, he went out across the top of us, and all the cars were brap, 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 and this thing just cruised out take her easy i was like fair play to you that is cool <laughs> especially knowing what's in it but yeah no Sleeper. well done to those guys brilliant and i think it was just an in-between meet that they had to yeah, keep a bit the, of momentum going the, but it's a NA, good turnout the nabmw ones have really got the cars and coffee thing locked down now yeah once a month i think Gemma, events Gemma's yeah, taking a lot to do with it now and fair play just, to ha- for having the time to organize it and yeah i think a monthly one's a click sergeant fundraiser too that's usually up in junction one yeah and they're usually raising about five or six hundred pound a time. That's that's impressive. I haven't actually got up to the bigger ones now, but it should be good. That's huge. I went to the one in Christmas. I think they actually raised over a thousand pound. Massive turnout. May I start running these and I could build my work three. Yeah. Why not? It already starts in the workshop. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do that you have to pay for that conversion somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Time would be a better option. Uh, doing podcasts, Connor, and you should be building yeah. a car. Yeah. We hadn't enough fun, <laughs> so that's why not do this. Yeah. Yeah. You're on your travels next week then, folks? Yeah, two days' time. We'll be headed over on a day trip to Scotland. The Bora, as I mentioned before, is a bit unhealthy at the minute, so we're taking Lee's Sirocco. Good um, choice. Comfy, economical, heated seats, all the good stuff. It is hard to beat. Well, the last time we did it, it was comfortable, which is a sign of getting old, I suppose. So whereabouts Scotland are you going? We haven't really planned anything. Um, Richie Brown is the organiser. He has decided he'll take charge of it, and we haven't heard anything, so... I'm hoping we're going to roll off the boat and he'll be like, yeah, we're going to go here. That's the day trip? It is, yeah. Uh, £35, I think, per yeah. car and passengers. They're doing it every couple of months now, Stella. Roll over and get a wee MOT. There's the lighthouse down below <laughs> Stranor. It's meant to be very good. That's where yeah, we, we went. Yeah, we went there last yeah. time. Oh, you weren't with us oh, last sorry, time. Yeah, sorry. when yeah. Gethin and those guys organised it, that's sorry. where we went sorry, to. Sorry, I thought you were there. Yeah. No, I was <laughs> meant to be there, but... Family commitments. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was good. Um, The last time... We kind of misjudged the times and we went to it and then we took a run up north and the guys had organized to go go-karting. By the time everybody went up, went go-karting, it ran on and then we had to cut the go-karting short to get back for the boat. There might have been a few hurry maneuvers. There was a very nice Porsche uh, spitting some flames on the way back down to the yeah. boat. I think you would have enjoyed it immensely. Okay. Your man's 964 Gethin's customer, the dark colored one. Was that Dubshed? Yeah. Oh no, that's is that that's one of the owners. Oh, I didn't realize that. Or not. He was actually quite he, a nice he's guy. The, he's the guy that runs. Ah, so. no, he he was a nice guy, but he wasn't afraid of her. Shall we say? Good. He he was pushing it on. That'd be a fairly expensive nine six four. Would that be a hundred thousand pound plus? Gee, whoa, two hundred thousand. Somewhere in between the two. That is. We're just we're just consulting our Porsche consultant off air. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was basically a hundred fifty thousand pound Porsche plus that was given yeah, that advice. He was not afraid of it, and it was interesting watching him coming down into the corners. He overtook a few cars, downshifted, and spat about maybe a foot and a half of flames out of each <laughs> exhaust. And I was like, hmm, yeah, fair play to you. Good but, to see somebody enjoying a car. Yeah, it's far better to see that happen than something lie up and get wasted away, essentially. The whole chat about F40 in the last day, about one burning out in Monaco. Yes. There was a video released on YouTube today about the Sultan of Brunei and his collection of F40s. He has an interesting collection of... General Ferraris, not 11 even F40s, some LMs. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think there's four of them have zero miles. Yeah. That's, what a waste. It is a waste. It's considering that the car that they are and what they're built to do. 
I, I, don't, I don't get that because Sultan Brunei has endless money, so he's not keeping them to make money. No, he's not having a wee investment scheme on yeah. the side to think in case all goes wrong. I think it's just a show and tell exercise, man. Sorry, right. the Yanks will hit it with a bomb at some point. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> they'll find oil under his garage. That'll be it. <laughs> An oil leak and they'll mistake it for it. They'll invade the garage. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to our next section today. Yeah, we have a guest in with us today. We're going to... Have a yes, bit of an interview with him. Following up from you're speaking about your Bora being absolutely bogging. Yeah, this guy is not going to be impressed with us. I'm going to treat you to a really good guest. And today we've got with us Robin Ashfield from Studio 10. Welcome to the studio, Robin. Thank you. If you think you can't understand Connor, where do you hear this guy? Oh, he's good. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Rumor has it he's part sheep. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for taking time from your busy modeling schedule. To come down and talk about washing cars, like of the buff. Yeah, anyone who might have seen the latest dub shed, the Valentine's tickets video, this is the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone just speak to my agent, just go through the agent. Please. Yep, I'll take it's a call. ACA models 02890. <laughs> stupid looking model stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to get Robin in to chat to us about car care. He's well known in the car scene in Northern Ireland, and he's in the last year or two, he set up his own detailing business. So chat to us a little bit about who you are, where you're based. Yeah, so I'm Robin Ashfield. Uh, I own Studio 10 Detail in Ballymena. Uh, it's been going almost two years now. It's got quite the reputation on Instagram now. Yeah, yeah. the engagement on Instagram's actually been quite good. It was Facebook mostly at the start and then started to get into Instagram a wee bit and it's been falling up quite good on Instagram actually. Yeah. Do you find that people have more direct access to you through Instagram as opposed to through Facebook? I would get more messages through Facebook uh-huh. but more just brief sort In, of I like that that yeah. looks good through Instagram but Pe- people are seeing what they're doing on Instagram. through Facebook. Very good. That's where the most business would come from. So those that don't know what is the difference between driving past US car wash and the Belfast Road there a validator and a detailer. Robin just shuddered. The time taken to wash a car properly is a big thing. Um, Using the correct products, the correct process, not using TFR is a good start. That's Uh, I'm surprised to hear that because that... Traffic film remover? It's just like paint stripper without stripping the paint? Uh, You know, it should take you around an hour and a half to wash a car properly. Yeah. Do you, you hear know? that, Connor? Good, yeah. A good wash without going <laughs> mad an hour and a half. Well, that's not too bad should. because that's my first wash in yeah. months. So when you split what, that over what about months, the car, Connor? <laughs> that's not including dwelling time. Yes. Oh, very good, Lee. Yes, dwelling time. A uh, personal favourite of your words, isn't it? Is that, oh, yeah. Lee, Lee likes Let it, it dwell. Let it dwell. <laughs> Every time I see you write that, I could headbutt the screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah... Detailing, you know, it's about maybe removing swirls from paintwork, some machine work. Uh, you know, you could spend hours and hours machining one panel, whereas valeting and that sort of work might just be more a quick polish, you know, look shiny. A bit of a tart up, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a valet, a, a, a small valet could take four to five hours. A really intense detail can take. 60 hours yeah so you, so you break them down in the package like you said a small yeah. what would you, what would you do so from? my entry level package they're they're named like 10.1 entry level then 10.2 the next step up 10.3 10.4 10.5 package 10.5 is the premium package that's kind of all bells and whistles type package 
just leaving it as good as you can leave it with all ceramic coatings, that type of thing. When I seen that package set up that you introduced, I thought it was really impressive because it broke down everything. I will openly admit that I'm not big on detailing. You know, I'd rather paint a car than, than yeah. polish it. <laughs> but when I seen that, it kind of breaks everything down and yeah. everything's explained. Yeah. You know, so anybody yeah. that's coming to you that say even has taken a, on a whim to go and get this done they yeah. can see exactly what they're yeah. getting that was the idea and it was it was supposed to be something a little different from bronze silver gold package the just standard. something that's a wee bit different huge thank you to colin tweet as well for doing the website and making it so easy to read and oh yeah colin's a whiz with that yeah, sort of thing really good at that sort of thing yeah that's but then that, sorry go on ahead Colin. outside of your packages then you can add bolt-ons to that so yeah so you can bolt on like underside wash down underside ceiling engine bay work interior work and uh, then you have like ceramic coating bolt ons wheel refurbishment bespoke packages you know over a year ago i done the owen henry foundation mark six golf so it was like a smooth bay semi smooth yeah. bay semi wire tuck that type of thing so, so you're not just a detailer you're no so yeah, i have a mechanical background so i'm able to do some mechanical work as well i enjoyed breaking it up a wee bit yeah that's actually yeah. something i want to tie in with later yeah. on yeah, yeah come into yeah. that yeah so what you're saying basically is that when someone comes to you they can get whatever they want they yeah just build it's their supposed own package. to be a one-stop shop basically yeah. if you need a car valid it, that's okay if you need it properly detailed that's okay if you need mechanical work done you can have it done tires wheel refurbishment whatever it is I, I can sort it out. That's good, So yeah. someone who can sort it to take the hassle out of it for you. It's actually very difficult to find somewhere like that, especially in this country. Yeah. And for such a small country, I'd imagine it would be good. But And it's not everyone, you know, knows who to go to or who to see if you need, I don't know, stickers or decals done on a car or something. You know, who do, who do you get? Some yeah. people might not know. So the idea is leave it with me. I'll sort it, take the hassle out of it, and that's it. Done. Yeah, drop the car off. Drop the, the car again, off, it's lift done. it when it's finished, and it's done. And you can also source parts too as well. Yeah, so just recently become a dealer for VW Racing Line. Very uh, good. Top end stuff for the yeah, Viper. really good stuff. Yeah, quality products. Also, GAD Racing, an IWS engineering for Porsche exhausts, that type of thing. Very good. Uh, again, quality items. Yeah. It'd be mainly German cars you'd be dealing with. Yeah, probably mostly German stuff, mostly prestige stuff, but it doesn't matter i i enjoy doing the ford fiesta as much as the audi r8 to be yeah. honest it's that's someone's that fiesta someone's pride and joy yeah same way an r8 someone's pride and joy and you treat it like your own i treat it like my own yeah. and just even the products that you're stocking there like you're saying with the r line stuff yeah that's tying in with your whole ethos of quality yes that's the idea you're not stocking your ta yeah. technics coilovers or anything no. low end no no try to keep everything quality it's even with all the detailing products the best products you can get your hands on that's that, that's what comes across in your website build your social media and your end product yeah, well, is your attention to detail yeah well, that's nice here so i want to sort of go back and do a therapy session with you whatever you want to call it <laughs> this will be an interesting so, one let's go back to your childhood robin ah oh, yes yeah, i want to hear about good things i didn't have wrinkles <laughs> on gray Gr hair growing up uh you grew up in balamina yeah yep grew up in balamina lived in balamina all my life yeah no, you're gonna turn yeah. into will smith here in a minute <laughs> born and raised born and raised playground <laughs> spent most of my days so. chasing sheep <laughs> <laughs> poor me aunt <laughs> <I> don't get <come> mad <laughs> Yeah, so you grew up, 
what what was important to you back in your younger years, automotive wise? Probably it was cars and bikes as well. Probably mostly bikes at a younger age because I was able to ride bikes. It's very much like myself. Time, yeah. Your dad would have been a big influence. Dad was in big that. into bikes. Yeah, we, we talked about that in our previous episodes. That growing up in your teenage years, your parents always influenced. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dad's always had good car, nice cars, bikes. Um, I got my first bike when I was four. Yamaha 50. Very good. Uh, I actually think I might have had a Yamaha yeah, 50 as well. Yeah, they were well. great. They were You're great. very push. I think I had a BMX. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. I think mine was a Honda. Uh, <laughs> Honda. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all lucky enough that we had parents that supported what we did. You yeah. know, a lot of people, they're not interested or they're like, why are you doing this? Why do you want to do that? No, yeah. we had parents that encouraged us to be idiots. Yeah, yeah. Well, growing up too with bikes... I spent all my money on bikes, yeah. not cigarettes. And, no. You know, that that was... What age are you talking? Well, first bike when I was four, I had to be 50. And then I got a Honda MTX 125 when I was 10. Would you believe that I also had one? Did you? An yeah. MTX? That's impressive. <laughs> bike they friends. They great. I love them. Was yours orange or white? Mine was actually black. Oh, yes, it was black. and yeah, Yes, there was a black one. That's right. But no, I a lot of my stuff was probably older than what yours was. Yeah. I don't know. Well, mine was 91. Yeah, 91 my, that's probably the area mine yeah. would have been as well. So I rode it for a few years, and then I also had a CRM 250 for yeah. a short time. It was actually mostly dads, um, but I held on to the 125, but wanted something just a wee bit bigger at that time. And what age were you on the 250? I was 13. Yeah, two fifty. So right bit of power. Yeah, it was good actually, but I held on to the one two five still. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it for years. I had it probably ten years. That Very was a nice. Great bike. Yeah. And when did the cars come in then? Well, my first car was a rocket ship of a one liter Corsa. I didn't know you had a Corsa. One I didn't know. Twelve valve. Did you have a combat Corsa. kit on? Can I also no, add? Certainly, Sam teams. Before the combat kit. That I also had a one liter Corsa. You know. Why do I not look like you do? Because you're gorgeous and I'm not. <laughs> I don't know that I am. When you're queuing up, God splits it out, you know. That's it. Yep. You're, I was at the back. you got a good personality. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> looks looks were ran out by the time I got up. Uh, yeah, that was my first car. But growing up, Dad always had nice cars, Mark II Escorts, BMWs, that sort of thing. So yeah. it was always in. It, you're always surrounded by it. Yeah. Your dad had a 6 Series, I think you mentioned. Yeah, a 635 CSI. Very nice. Uh, a nice car to own now. It was nice at the time. It had a full bare metal respray and like a one-off blue. It had the, one of the first set of 17-inch TSWs in the country at that time. Like Venoms? were massive. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Venoms, actually. Uh, they were a big thing at the time. Um, it had RS2000, Mark IIs, Mark II Golfs, Very Volkswagens. Nice. My grandfather was always Volkswagen man. That's where I came into that. Yeah, that's where yeah. I got as well. Yeah. My grandfather was Volkswagen. My dad was Audi. Mm. And then dad yeah. used to rally, so it was kind of with a tight end as well. So your first car then was the one liter Corsa. What year was it? It was 2000, so it had the newer shape steering wheel, yeah. which was a big thing. Corsa B, I was facelift. some guy because I had the facelift. Mine was a 99 facelift. Because I like where you this is going. Cool. I was also cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had Novas because I was cooler than both of you. Correct. I, I you, destroyed, you are now cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I de- <laughs> I destroyed Novas because I used to rally them. Would you believe that Dad had a three door white? Don't say, no, don't say Nova. Nova. All right, that's okay. No, Nova. Uh, that he bought for like three hundred pounds to drive. For Mark one or Mark two? Mark two. Yes, I'm interested. That he had <laughs> for a few months to drive mm-hmm. as a timey buy car. 
he then gave it to me. I was 12 or 13 to like rip around the yard in. Uh-huh, as uh, you do. So it was summertime. So I thought it would be a great idea to cut the roof off it. Oh, yeah. So I cut the roof off it. Excellent. And what was that? Outside the Anacom convertible, Lee, which was very rare. Lee looks angry. <laughs> I'm so mad I can't even talk. That's going to be the half a bottle of wine you've got on you. It possibly is. It was quite the other half's going to be in Robin's face. In just, a just so we'll it was refined though. Here. It had filed the ages down. Oh well, yeah. Well, at least you were. <laughs> you know, even back then, you were into the, the fine details, <laughs> yeah, the details and the finesse. Yeah. Once yeah. again, the details <laughs> are there. So, how long did you have the course of for? I had the course of for a year. And what was next? H- had you got your test at this stage? Yes, I have just my about test that stage. Yeah. You told me a funny story about you used to drive in the school. Ah, it must have been someone else. You must was have it? been at school very late, were you? I was very lucky to get my motorbike license very early. Oh, you were a special case. Yeah. You got it when you were fifteen. I got it when I was fifteen, which made Good. life easy because yeah. it was either chance riding the bike to school or get the bus. So, so what you were saying was, was the you mysteriously were on the road two years sooner than everyone else was. Uh, I did wonder at that, but yeah. I assumed there was just... Well, it is what it is, Robin. You just have to go with yeah, these things. Yeah. I, I didn't know until a long time after that that wasn't correct. Yeah, no, that's a good defence, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's not. Apparently yeah. so. <laughs> I would stick with that story. <laughs> so uh, you had a course of... Uh, were you at tech at this stage or you had a job or yes i was at tech and what were you studying motor vehicle oh, t- uh, technician so, very good yeah that um, was the basis for it that's where it started for, that's where it started yeah yeah went to farm lodge tech in balmina corsa sold the corsa bought a passat p5.5 passat oh, the one of many the one you're, of many. you're a proper balmina man that you I bought a passat of course diesel. it was diesel yeah, diesel. yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, 130 yeah it was a great car. Well, it, it wasn't actually. It was actually rubbish. Is that the one that gave head problems? Yes, that's that I the was one potentially going to have to tow across England. Yes, that was yeah. the one you almost had to tow. Tell my dubs. That's correct. That was a rubbish example. Yeah, it was actually a friend of dad's had it with like seventy thousand miles. He didn't like you, did he? And I thought seventy thousand miles on a Passat. It's nothing. Nothing broken. Brand new. Go forever. Turns out it wasn't, uh, and it was a bucket. Was it been clocked? Was it? No, it wasn't even clocked. I think you just destroyed just, it. I think I destroyed it. Perhaps but the way you drive that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The block was actually warped, wasn't it? In the end, it overheated. Yeah, and then it did it. Blo- it warped the block. Because you, you done the head. Yeah, and then done the head. Still and then didn't it solve it. Didn't solve it. Yeah. That was a nice car. Visually, though, it looked really well. It was a nice car. I love Passats. Yeah. yeah. Air suspension. Air suspension. Raven. Back in that day. Oh yeah. Before the airlift was yeah. big over here. Raven air ride. RH ZW threes. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah. I've been two, two, ways, two way around instead two of four. Yep, yeah. so when you turn the corner, all the air went to one side, <laughs> and then once you tried to straighten up, it sort of went. Woo. Those are essentially the kits that make everybody think that even air, air right now is yeah. terrible, yeah. which again we'll get onto later yeah. when yeah. you talk about that it isn't. So, we start talking about your cars, just briefly run through what cars you own. So, the Passat, for, I had the Passat for probably two years. Uh, after that, sold the Passat. Still not running right to a taxi driver. That's the natural progression for a Passat, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, taxi driver bought it. Uh, then bought a Mark II Golf with a G60 conversion. That's right. I remember that on the forums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was bodywork was good. Everything that was great, but the engine I, bay I, was a mess. I remember. <laughs> I remember going to the show in Balmina, and I didn't really yeah. know you. I think and I so, phoned you uh, actually before I went to buy it to yeah. see what what they look for here. 
and I give you a few tips and he obviously didn't listen. He says, come here, do you see this? And look around and he opened the engine bay and the loom was just everywhere. It was a hash. It was a mess. Obviously a conversion. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a good conversion and it never ran right. It was supposed to be stage four, G60, mm-hmm. which should have been very fast yeah. and it wasn't that fast. Yeah, it's definitely something up there. It was just didn't run right. Um, so what? where did that happen? Where did it go? So I kept it for about six months couldn't get insurance for it was uh-huh. the other thing because your age because my age i was 20 at that time okay yeah uh couldn't get insurance for it so decided to buy something even easier to insure which was an r32 golf oh yeah of which course turned so. out it wasn't easier you'd imagine that surprising would connor uh, you would think that would be cheaper odd. i, I yeah. thought perhaps yeah. it would have been but it wasn't so so uh <clears throat> got mum to insure it oh, to tie me over until i was 21 <laughs> yeah <laughs> For a few years. For, for six <laughs> years. Uh, so, done that until I was 21. Then once I was 21, I could I can insure it myself. Yeah. It was fantastic. I bought it from Keith McConnell, who looked after it really well. He had done lots of nice bits to it. it Things was, that it, I was going to do to it anyway. It was a fantastic OEMR32. I had looked for months for one. And then you got it. And then I bought it <laughs> off Keith and treated it like a rally car. That had cams and a chip. That had it. cams. It had a map. I'd had a Miltec exhaust, sports cats, uh, springs. In the end, you put GT06s? Yeah, in the end, I put GT006 BBSs on it. I think that's not even fair just to skip straight to that, considering what actually went into that car. Yeah. Yeah, so first off was brakes, upgraded the brakes, then upgraded to Bilstein coilovers, uh, upgraded brakes, uh, changed the map from the United Motorsport map to a Revo map. Completely transformed day. it. Yeah, it was night and day. The noise of that car with the cams the in it. The noise was fantastic. I remember us doing a road trip and even Lee commenting, saying about the the sound of it coming past. Yeah, it sounded with, amazing. Yeah. And it, it sounded totally different than the other. Phil had his Mark V there. Yeah. And it yeah. sounded totally different yeah, than it. Yeah. I don't know whether it was... It, it revved like a bike yeah. with the cams, I think. I remember driving it and I couldn't... It revved so freely. And it just... It was so sharp. For me, that's was one of the best Mark IV R32s in the country. It was beautiful. And it was, and it was a good low mileage. It was I The highlight it, of that car was the weekend you two, took it over to Ultimate Dubs. That was it, yeah. the pinnacle of that yeah. car. Yeah. You had your course. silver one as well there, hadn't you? Yeah. 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 It was all right. <laughs> and then you went, you kind of went to town on it after that? Yeah, so it revved so well I over-revved it one day. Few chain issues. A few chain issues. Chain snapped. Quite common on them. Bent valves, damaged pistons, just wrecked the whole top end of the engine, basically. So that was it was decided then, right? Engine out, smooth bay, wire tuck, and just chill build it. Yeah. So that's what happened. Smooth bay, wire tuck, rebuilt the engine, super tech valves. Uh, all done by yourself. Pistons, all done by me, yeah. Uh and the help at the time when I was at George McMillan, McMillan Porsche, he also helped me with that build as well. Yeah. On the engine. Uh, yeah, because that's probably the first time you'd come across something. Yeah, like it that. was. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never really went that deep into an engine before. We're yeah. replacing valves and that type of thing. So it was good experience too. If you're going to learn from someone that's yeah. not a bad person. No, to learn absolutely. From. Absolutely. And he helped me big time with it. And even the style of the Smooth Bay, you know, it, it kind of fitted with the OEM style of the rest that of the car. That was the idea from the start to make it for someone to look in and go, there's something different about that. Yeah. Without going there, that's a complete custom job. Yeah. Basically. And um, even there was TDLs like you changed the rear boot pads to the Mark Five. Uh, Mark 
what was that? Sharan. Sharan. Sharan, yes. but bad, which fit it into the recesses. So but slightly instead smaller. of over it. Yeah. Yep, slightly smaller. UST lights. Uh, I had the private res at the time, which was the two digit. So shortened the plinth in the back and the front. Yeah, to tie in with to it. To tie in with it. Whenever I'd done the smooth bay, it got them to smooth all the spot welds and the bonnet, underside of the bonnet, smooth all the lines out of it, smooth all spot welds in the bay. <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was you a lot of detail. Yeah, yeah. That showed in the finished product. It's just immense. Yeah, I remember you bringing up the dub shed just after it was painted and walking around it and I was like, my God, that... And you just keep walking around and finding wee touches that yeah, you didn't see yeah. on the last lap around the car. Yeah. But that was actually why then I fell out of love with it, was because I didn't want to drive it. Yeah, because you'd done an underside restoration on that car as well. Yeah, so the whole, whole underside was done as well. Painted it, left just as it should have been from factory, basically. Below again. You had the subframe yeah. and all that, hadn't you? Subframe was powder coated. Uh, that car couldn't have been any more than six or seven years old at that stage. It yeah, it wasn't very old. Because I remember laughing, yeah. thinking to myself, it's a very fresh car. It's like someone doing a Mark Six Golf R now. Yeah. A restoration on Which a Mark Six Golf R. Seems a bit strange. Yeah. So subframes all powder coated, all the axles powder coated, hubs, uh, any roll bars powder coated, everything, every bushing, bearing, suspension component was replaced with genuine VW items. That was tan and your OCD. Yeah. Probably overkill. It was the gearbox on that Golf that always got me. I remember thinking who goes to this sort of trouble to clean and detail their gearbox that no one can even see and that's obviously where robin gets his detailing thing from but sad, even sad. back then it was like who does this but <laughs> I, I i meant to say at the start well i sort of should have said at the start i think that's what stood you in good stead in setting up your business your previous builds through the sh- show scenes speaks volumes and i think a lot of people come to you yeah. for work because they've seen yeah people knew who you were not in a instagram famous way but as in a case yeah. of you walk up and you see the car and think well it's robin's car you know yeah. right away who owns it and you know that it's going to be good that mark four is always to me that'll always be your car that's the car i remember you with like uh, you've yeah. had a porsche <laughs> and you've had this and that but that's when I think of Robin's car, that's the one I think. That's probably what I had when I first got to know you guys. Yeah. The, oh, well, no, the Passat. The, the Passat. Passat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Mark IV met a sad end. Yes. And where did the shell end up? The shell actually went to England. The guy was supposed to turn it into a drag car. That, I don't know if that ever materialised or not, but that was the intention for it. It was one of the best painted drag cars in the country. Yeah. It was stripped at the time because I was never going to get my money out of it. Yeah. I had to buy a house. Lovely. So needs must. Needs must. Just growing up. Car had to go, so it was split. Wheels, suspension, all sold. Uh, bought a house. Got on my feet with that. Actually, when the Mark Four was off the road, I had a Mark Three. That's right, GTI, the white one. White one. Uh, Actually, nice. two. I had the red one, the driver. I don't even remember the red one. I had the red one point six driver between the Mark Two and the R thirty two. Actually, okay, no. five door. Black bumpers, texture bumpers. Definitely don't remember Do it. Do you not remember it? No. I remember the white one on Borbadez. Yes, I bought it with the Borbadez. Uh, I bought it whenever the Mark IV came off the road for all the work. Mm-hmm. It was a time over. To keep you uh, going. Mark III GTI. Bought it off Mark Willerford. It was a really nice wee car. I like that yeah, car. Yeah, it was a, a great wee car. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, you were working at a Porsche specialist? That, that time, let me see. You were yeah. in a dealership first, not so. Well, I started off mechanic in, in Nissan, 
Wilson Giraffe Kenny for about probably three or four years probably. Yeah, it's not your more. Fault. It was four or five years. Uh, started off there, got my apprenticeship through Nissan, uh, then moved to Seat for a year, then moved on to, unfortunately, in Valamina. I didn't know that, though. It was the worst like year of my life. It was really awful. Just bad then, bosses or Yeah, bad just systems. it wasn't a well-run place. It was all about get things output. in, quickly get them out. Doesn't There's matter no, if it's done right or not. No like, care the amount of times I got into trouble for actually fitting parts in a general service because I was taking longer than everyone else. Because you're doing it right? Because I was doing it right. And yeah. occasionally some of the other guys were going, that's too much trouble. I'll throw that fella in the bin. Doesn't need that. So the age old so they were rumors getting done. of things that got happening in different dealerships. They were happen. getting it done half an hour less time than what it should have taken, and they were going, "You're great, brilliant job, Mister X." And why are you taking longer or this amount of time? Because you're actually because I was the parts. The fillers. Yeah, well, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so that wore thin very very quick. Then I got a call from George McMillan, who was my teacher in the tech at the time. He yeah. taught me. Who owns a Porsche specialist business? I uh, got a call from him to see if I would come work with him. He was just moving into a new premises at the time and absolutely jumped at that chance. Oh, yeah, he would, uh, especially not being not happy where you are. Yeah, yeah, so jumped at that. Started from the bottom in there, just brushing floors, yeah. washing cars at the start, then six months in, or less, four or five months in, started servicing that type of thing, uh, then progressively just moved on to, you know, the bigger stuff, gearboxes. Did you get in trouble for taking too long to wash the cars back then? <laughs> I, funny, I didn't because quality was. That's <laughs> a bit of a different. The most important thing there, yeah, it yeah. was a different environment. The levels were yeah. raised. Yeah, the levels were raised. It's about a minute. What age were you then? I was twenty-two. So twenty-two. No, 20, twenty-three. So early twenties. You're a mechanic. You're coming out of a generic dealers into a Porsche specialist. Yeah, it was the dream at the time. Yeah, and yeah. you're seeing all these things coming in that you've maybe seen in magazines. Yeah. Or, and yeah. Even if it's only getting to drive it around the yard yeah. from washing it into the workshop, yeah. you're getting experience on that, That's what it was like, even sitting in them, being around them every day. It was, it was amazing. Special yeah. place to be. It was a special place to be. That yeah. is the kind of the place that you do want to work when you're an enthusiast. Yeah, absolutely. So was mechanic in there, and then George at the time sort of said, you know, I, I, I was doing wee bits of Valentin at the side at that sort of time uh-huh. as well, so that's 10 years ago. And he said, do you want to offer a service in the evenings or weekends to some of these customers? Want he, he knew your capabilities. Yeah, or light yeah. detailing at the time. So I said, yeah. So I worked two or three evenings a week, valeting or detail, light detailing work at that time in the evenings and weekends. And just got to love that. More so probably than man- the mechanic at the time then. Yeah. So how did you learn to detail? Well, I did go on a few courses back then. As I say, that's probably 10 years ago now. Local, uh, local based stuff? I went to two local based courses and I went to two in England at the time as well for some sort of machine work training. Yeah. Uh, done that. Started machining those Porsches and stuff uh, with basic products, basic tools at the time. That's all I could afford at that time. And just hands on learnt from it basically. I suppose it starts, it's like starting out as a mechanic. You yeah. start with the basics yeah. and build your you way just up. Learn every job, you learn something new and, and went from there. So that's how that sort of come about. And then... You came across a nice Porsche then when you were working in there? Yeah, I came across a 944S2. That was after the, the, or the R32? That was after the R32. Sold the R32, got the house, was in the house for a year, so it was time to buy something else. Uh, customer came in with a 944S2, 
thinking of selling it and I ended up buying it. And you were thinking of buying it? I was thinking of buying it. So bought it. Said I'll just drive that and not do anything to it. That ended up well. And then coilovers were bought, roll cage, Recaro pole positions. Compact motive wheels. Compact motive wheels. A few other bits and pieces, exhaust. And you didn't just, have it too long. No, I had it about a year probably. And that was a nice car because the style that you went with it isn't your general, like a lot of the Porsche yeah. guys are kind of slightly OEM plus. Yeah, it was kind of motorsport. It was, yeah. That it car, yeah. looked like it would yeah. do lanes rallies. Yeah, that was a great car. That's, That's the a car, car I regret yeah. selling. That's and that drew a I, lot of attention. Yeah. I said your man at the time, so to several yeah, other people, but did. Yeah. Rum does what Rum wants. Oh, he's a stubborn <laughs> man. I couldn't, I could, but it needed paint at the time, and I couldn't afford yeah. to paint it. Yeah, that, and that being in and the line I of work that you're in, you I couldn't felt, look at it. I actually felt bad taking it to the show with bad paint. Because your name's to it? Because my name's to it, and yeah. I'm still doing it. I was doing a bit of, wee bit of detailing back then and stuff, and I didn't want somebody going, this guy's supposed to be a detailer. So you get rid of it. So get rid of it. Well, actually, I still had it, and then bought the R50. Yes, we flew over to pick that up. We went over to buy the R50 Touareg. But your tour between it an, and an RS6. RS6. I had an RS6 lined up to look at if the R50 didn't go to plan. A V10 twin turbo diesel? Yes, the V10. <laughs> uh, the R50 was V10 twin turbo diesel. Do you remember the taxi driver? Yes. He was. He hadn't slept for three days. Right. That's the kind of guy you want driving you around, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He took us 55 miles and I had to keep looking at it and make sure he didn't fall asleep. Yeah. I would have been shitting myself. Yeah. He looked tired. I don't trust taxi drivers as it is, but <laughs> he someone looked very tired, that, that hasn't guy. slept in yeah. three days is not driving yeah. me around. So that was Southampton, and then it was eight-hour drive up to the ferry. Yeah, yeah, and about £200 of diesel. Yeah. About £200 of Starbucks. Remember the first fell <laughs> on Starbucks. First fell empty. Whenever I got into it, it was, it was stone empty. And of we course. The first fell I think that's the reason the fella sold it, to be honest. Probably. Uh, it was, I think it was £111 to fill up with diesel. He nearly fainted, Connor. And we averaged about 16 miles of the gallon on the way home. But that, it was such it a drive. Was a That's worse burger. than my Bora, and I know worse than R32s. It was a thirsty car. But it's big power, big torque, and yeah. a big vehicle. Yeah. It was just a big cruiser. But you've done a few subtle mods that you put. Yeah, so sort of worked around with the air ride that was in it to lower it down a bit. It was lowered about 60 mil. And then space to wheels, 35mm at the back, 25 at the front from memory. Or 21s, were they? <coughs> they were 21 by 9s. Somebody yeah. maybe correct me, but I think they were. Yes, 21s are super subtle. Yeah. And, but again, <laughs> and easy side. to tire. Oh, yeah, they'd be cheap tires. <laughs> nice, cheap Michelin. Nice, cheap Michelin latitude sports. And once again, I'm repeating myself, 10 and everything you do, you don't mess around with tires either. No, I like good tires. Yeah. After which... having a couple of near misses with cheap tires and hedges and hedges the false economy (laughs) yeah yeah say no to linglongs yeah do you remember one year when we were judging at dubshed and robin had pointed out that he didn't like that this car had mismatched tires on it yeah he was not impressed and then marty showed up the following year with the big like what were they like formula one tires on it (laughs) he went and he said robin can't say i've got mismatched (laughs) tires this year yeah he actually messaged (laughs) to say that they were off his brothers rally car they were slicks i think marty asked why he was marked down for the the wheel category and i said it's because he had mismatched and budget tires so then he came back with slick yogahamas or something <laughs> yeah. and he went all out <coughs> yeah he fair went play all out. To him. yeah he's very played to him all right yeah so yeah. the 21s then they weren't exactly massive looking on the touareg either no they didn't they didn't really fill the arches that much because they come with wider arches as opposed to normal touareg yeah but again was trying to find 22 inch wheels that i could afford to buy which i couldn't no at and the time. they're more common now but 
back then yeah. a few years ago 21s 22s yeah 21s really were hard to get back then yeah and then you dechromed uh, it dechromed it mapped it it was 400 horse and 950 newton meters of torque that is very torquey that at is this, ridiculous at this point i like to add that jeep was ridiculously fast i went up a private road in mexico Oh, always. Up against Robin, do you remember that? Oh yes, that time we went to Mexico. What were you driving? I was driving a Stage 2 Plus Edition 30, and Robin was his R50, and there wasn't a lot in it. So you were essentially racing a house, and it sat with you? Correct. I was racing a two and a half ton house, yeah. and I was going, why can I not get away from it? <laughs> a bit like Carl's RS6 that we talked about on the last oh. episode. How the gearboxes handle the torque of that yeah. is impressive. Well, I was talking to Ali Maxwell about the gearboxes, and them cars after driving it, they're good for 800. Uh, Carl's? RS6 is oh, general, in general, yeah. Which is mental. They must be just so over-engineered. If he brings that over to Dubshed, ask him to go for a drive. Oh, Robin. drive it is absolutely insane. Yeah, I would love a drive. The giggles yeah. and Make sure it's dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've insured. <laughs> but no, it was a great vehicle. It was good too. And just good. thirsty? Just thirsty. That was all. So where did you go from there then? Uh, was that the job or car-wise? Was that the start of Studio 10? Yes, it was. it was actually. Well, I had started Studio 10 and needed a van. Yeah. So the Touareg had to go and what the 944 then went as well to sort of put some money into the business. Yeah. So both those went and bought a transporter van. We'll go back first. You basically went from working in McMillan, part-time detailer, to going out of McMillan, full-time detailer that's a yeah. scary scary step so at mcmillan's i was mechanic in there for a while so yeah so went from mcmillan's and then almost two years ago now i started out on my own so it was the push you needed it was yeah it was just the right time basically to, to do it i was take that step it's now or never sort of thing i had got the house at the time it was it was the right time to do it it's uh, one of those things you probably if you hadn't done it you'd look back and think what if yeah i had a few friends at the time sort of i had been toying with the idea for the last year at McMillan's and I just hemmed and had and hemmed and had and a few friends said look you have to just it's go now or never just go and do it and start building a, building a business yeah, for yourself rather than yeah, making money for yeah, other people it's yeah, a good sign when your friends and they obviously see something in you to say yeah you know, uh, every, they know that you're risking great, your mortgage yeah. you pay, you, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're very good that way yeah, yeah. they're going to say right it's grand you know, <laughs> that's fine yeah. you have a child you have a family yeah. you have a house you yeah. know you have to make the push and go yeah. for it so no that was i just had to do it yeah i've always wanted to have my own business so that was always the end goal doing something i was just it had to be something i was passionate about and wanted to get up in the morning and do well it oh, was the summer 2018 yeah it was may time so you're going full time what what what's the process you go through well how do you find your customer base what investment where do you start well thankfully because i had been doing detailing for years beforehand i had most of the machines, the Rips machines, had a lot of products. I had some light and had the basics of it to start with. You're not starting out fresh. So I wasn't starting out fresh and I had a bit of experience. I had 10 years part-time experience behind me. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't starting out from absolute scratch. So yeah, I was lucky enough that I didn't have to start and look for a unit. Yeah. Because at the back of mum and dad's, they have a really good garage. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so your facilities so were sorted out the facilities was okay it was just in there dad and i gave the place a bit of a renovation tidied it all up made it more suitable for what i was doing it's a bit of an understatement haven't seen it before it's quite a change <laughs> yeah it, 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 it turned out real nice it turned out whenever you're in somewhere 12 hours a day it has to be somewhere you want to be in yeah it can't be a dark, even for a customer dumb. coming in you don't and want for a customer as well yeah walking absolutely. into a hair shed essentially yeah yeah uh so that was good to keep costs down business costs down 
it's nice that you can do that because yeah. you have a bit of a comfort you're not thinking i have to raise 800 pounds a yeah. month here before yeah. i start doing anything to pay yeah. for premises yeah and a lot of people have to go out and get a unit straight away yeah. and it's you know that's that's tough to do plus it's also good that you're again your parents support you for it yeah it, absolutely they they great that way. Say, yeah well it's, it's our place <laughs> yeah i know and, and mum and dad have always been great that way like we've always been very very close and dad was always happy to help me with it and and let me start it from there so no it's a good start. All it needed was business rates, a wee bit of electric. There was no rent to pay, nothing like that. So it was good. Your customer base, you had some customers from Macmillan. That yeah, only so goes so far. How did you sit down and plan or how did you expand or grow, yeah, so grow your customers? I sort of put the feelers out at the start with friends who had nice modified cars or nice cars and actually straight away got maybe six or seven jobs that would take maybe three, four or five weeks, which was a weight off my shoulders that I could get stuck into this and get yeah. going. Mm-hmm. That gave me a chance then to build social media up. Colin helped me with the website. He got it up and running for me. Um, I was able to just work away at that while that was going on in the background. Um, friends, family, word of mouth at the start was brilliant, really, really good. That got the first few months going. I think your work speaks for itself and I think that over the last two years has basically built your business. The reputation has followed yeah. you. And if you're doing modified cars especially, people are saying that, you know... It's, it's displayed at shows, yeah. Yeah, if Alexa Lee had her car done, but it's traveling up and down motorways. Yeah. So no one really sees it unless they happen to see your sticker on the car. Yeah. But if it's an M3 sitting at a show somewhere, they can walk around and it's getting a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, and that, I do like doing the show cars for that reason as well. Yeah, it gets know. the name out there. gets the name out there. Another important aspect of any business today is social media. I've had several friends that aren't so much into the car scene as such, and they have commented, they enjoy following you on social media, your stories, your posts. Yeah. Um, that's an important part of your business, Rob. Yeah, and that's something I was never, I never thought I was any good at, and didn't really enjoy at the start either. Well, I, re- I remember even you, your personal Instagram account. You never really bothered. I much never about really it. would post much, and now on my personal accounts, I'm rarely on any of them. To be honest, it's, it's all, it's all the business stuff. But it's something I didn't even enjoy at the start because I didn't think I was very good at it. And I sort of thought, who wants to see this? But turns out people did i would like to chime in here and say that when i got my car done with robin we had arranged it way before and you had said you'd get me some space or whatever but when he messaged me on like private messenger on instagram or facebook or something it was dead professional like hello lee and really like it had come from a really professional business and i was like robin i know you i'm your your friend we're fine (laughs) robin have you employed a secretary (laughs) what even when you had Lee's car in, and again, go back to the social media thing, you were putting up kind of semi-regular updates, just a quick snap of where you are in the process. Yeah. And I was screenshotting and sending to Lee. It was like, look at your car, look what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice that people can see regular updates rather than wondering, oh, when's this going to be done? Yeah, or, you know, yeah I do try to do every evening. Once I finish up, I'll try to send the customer a message or a few pictures of today's progress and let them know how we're getting on and any problems and anything like that and keep them updated. People like to see that. Yeah, even with my car, like it's my daily driver. And I've said before, I love the car, but I can imagine it'd be even more exciting if it was your project car or your show car that, you know, you're like, oh, look at the progress and stuff. And even I, on the Sirocco, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's <laughs> a treat for, you know, it's a yeah. nice treat. Seeing all the stuff that came out of the seats, not so exciting. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> disgusting. Like, when you done uh, Matt's 
Mark II Golf, the black yeah. VR6 Turbo, yeah. the turnaround on that, and I remember Matt saying the difference from drop. Now, that was a car that had a fresh respray. Yeah. You know, and it would have had a full rebuild, which had been on quite a few years. Yeah. Everything should have been tipped up on it, but it just yeah. takes. You think, well, I've built this car, and I've done the same myself. You, know, you take it out, and you're like, yeah, I'm really proud of this, and the blinkers are on. It takes yeah. you, you know, when he dropped that car, you just transformed it. Yeah. And in every way, paint, you know. That was an enjoyable car to do because it was a car I sort of really liked. It's high end, yeah. yeah, the yeah. De- uh, again, the details is all in it. Yeah. In every aspect from engine bed, interior, even down to the wheels and suspension. Yeah. yeah. No, there was a nice turnaround in that car. Yeah. It's impressive when you can make new parts look better. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about social media, uh, for me, somebody that you've sort of put me on to was white's details yeah jim white i've always I've followed him for years now he was always very inspiring just his level of detail and perfectionism always sort of motivated me to say i'd love to do that sort of work he's fantastic he's really really good yeah it's yeah. but just like your social media it's the turnaround the before and after is where the satisfaction yeah. is followed and his videos like they're half an hour to 45 minutes long yeah yeah one of my favorites would be the range rover that car was from here cork or somewhere cork. Cork, yeah, I think yeah. it was. No, his stuff's amazing. So you've, you're nearly two years in business. What's the bad side doing your own business? <sighs> what does your head in, Rob? Stupid messages. Much for both. I've actually just got a message before with much, much, nothing much? else. Uh, much. Was there even a question mark? I, I, no, there was a question oh, he, mark. Oh, yeah, he went all fair, out. He so made the effort. Yeah, he made the effort. Fair play to him. Uh, did you reply? I think I, I did. I sort of had to reply. Okay. Did you question mark. I would have sent back <laughs> Tourette's question mark. <laughs> Stupid question mark. The, and the problem with that is it's so hard. You sort of think to yourself, why should I spend the time replying to this guy? But you're yeah. a business and you, you have, have to be to professional. Reply. You have to be a professional. The thing that always dumbfounds me about stuff like that, that's a fellow that's came onto your page, which has full contact details, a website that he could have clicked on and seen the package you offer. It's laziness. Yeah. But, he, but he's also went out of his way to message you mm-hmm. and then write one word. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, but it, it's a very, it's a bad culture. And it's the same as you've come across when you're trying to sell your car. Yeah. It's just much. I think, I think this country has, in England and Scotland, people pour money into their cars. Not that they don't hear, but people are tighter with money here. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're bound to notice that as a business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember you going out and thinking to myself, that's a niche market. Yeah. And it might be very hard to break into. And speaking of breaking, can we break Nigel's dog's legs? I'm going to have to kick it around the room here. Are you going to? I'll work away. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. There's a fire right. I could go in. You want to? Just like to mention that our podcast is supported once again by Reload.Global. Head over to the website, Reload Global, and check out some of the retro motorsport clothes and accessories. And we're pleased to announce that we have a discount for all podcast listeners. If you just enter at checkout, the code PODCAST15 gets you 15% off your order. Yeah, so head over to the website, check out our stuff. Some real cool stuff from the 80s and 90s motorsport. Designs are mainly done by 8380 Labs in America. Would really appreciate your support. So you've been doing detail nearly two years now as a full-time occupation. Is it a constant learning process? Are you going to courses still? Yeah, it's definitely still a, a constant learning process as you're on the job. I've uh, been doing a few courses recently, trying to get a few more across the water. You recently got a new accreditation there by another company? Yeah, by Mavinci, which is a ceramic coating company. Yeah, so last May, Mark Brody at Brotech came over to train me up on the Mavinci products. They're like a premium ceramic coating. They would be used a lot in Dubai, on 
high-end stuff. I think Pagani actually use it from their factory as well. Yeah, so even people see ceramic kind of as the pinnacle, but within that, you still have different tiers. Yeah, you still well. have different levels and stuff. I would use G-Technique occasionally as well, but I feel that the Mavinci's a step above that again. Yeah, so you trust it? Yeah. Just lasts longer? What's the... Better, I, I found the Mavinci personally is better at loss levels than any of the other ones I've tried. Okay. I think Kamikaze as well is a really good one, which I haven't really branched into yet, but I think Mark Smiley and Shay, those guys use Kamikaze and really, really rate it. There's a self-healing level? Of... The Mavinci one has a self-healing, which that's is just, called that's just, witch, that's just witchcraft, basically. It's like if you have very, <laughs> very light scratches, say perhaps you've driven up a hedge and it's got very light marn or marks in it, you can pour boiling water over it and it'll heal itself. I'll take those marks out. Yet you can't see anything on the paint as in a layer. It's not like a paint protection film. That. No, no, it's not. So it's a completely transparent coating. Yeah, I think witchcraft is the only word for that. That's yep. seriously impressive. That's science fiction. Yeah, it is a great <laughs> Nice science fact. And have you applied that at all? Yeah, I've done a few cars with it now. And yeah. good reviews. Yeah, good reviews, yeah. Yep. Dish and Terry got it there last time we did it. I only got the old G Technic because I'm obviously a pauper. Oh, <laughs> you that was before then, the Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Robin just said he'd give you a free upgrade there. Just bring oh, it around any time. Yeah, yeah. Good. Thanks, Robin. Because <laughs> he knows you'd never any time to bring the car up to him. So it's fine. <laughs> we'll go into detail in the ceramic later on because Connor says you have a question. So swirls are a big thing in shows. Uh, with swirls and paint, just daily cars. Layman's terms. What causes swirls in paintwork? Usually bad wash techniques is what would cause most swirls. Dirty yeah. sponges, mitt. Anything that can mar the paint. Yeah, washing it. It's basically damage to the top lacquer yeah, is what causes swirls. Yeah, the top lacquer, yeah. 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 For something that's not really under detail much, what would be the steps to minimize swirls? Buckets, lots of buckets, grit guards, good wash mitts, good shampoos, lots of lubricants, so snow foams, that type of thing. Get as much dirt off the car before you start washing it yeah, as so you can. You spray your snow foam on. So it. basically I would try to recommend you would pressure rinse the car first, snow foam it, allow that to dwell. Lee, you like that word dwell? Dwell. Okay. <laughs> Let that dwell for five minutes. So that's actually lifting so the So that's dirt softening the, the dirt down. Okay. Uh, then you'll pressure rinse it again. Mm-hmm. Then I would tend to snow foam the car again before okay. I would wash it just as an extra barrier. Yeah, so you're getting a second Between hit the on it. and the paint. So I would wash it then with the snow foam on. You would have a wash bucket and a rinse bucket with grit guards. Keep the mitts clean. So you're washing as you wash the car between the washing. Yeah, as so, you wash the mitt or re-dunk it, yeah. it's washing the dirt off the mitt as well. Correct. Start from the top of the car down. Leave the bottom. I actually have a separate mitt for the bottom half of the doors just to keep to minimize moving dirt from you know yeah, around to be fair even when i know nothing about it when i wash lee's car that's what i do i wash yeah. the bottom half of the car separately well i was gonna say even me who like to be fair i'm not a great one for washing the car i would have been a frequent customer of the romanian car wash before i took my car to robin <laughs> but <laughs> don't throw even up, robin. i don't throw have up. i have two mitts i have a car mitt and a wheel mitt so you know i'm i'm trying and there is that level of education you know there is a responsibility once someone takes their car to you and takes it away to maintain that level because it's not a miracle cure that you can suddenly take the brillo pad out and scrub the car and that's sometimes part of the problem where you'll give a customer a car back tell them how to maintain it advise as best possible six months time they come back and say this isn't beating anymore or there's lots of swirls in it 
how have you maintained it? Very liquid, Washing sponge, very liquid. and you, you have to just say yeah, yeah, and that's it's not yeah, and very liquid will strip essentially anything you have on it. Very liquid, especially waxes. Yeah, waxes anyway. and sealants don't like very liquid. Yeah, no, ceramics not so bad, but the less harsh chem- chemicals you can put on a ceramic, the better. Or any any sealant or wax. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit like bodywork. You don't just jump in with eighty grit sandpaper and yeah, correct. You, you know, same even defect removal with yourself. Yeah, you'll take the least harsh and then build yeah. your way up if, until it yeah. rectifies. And itself. defect removal as well. You know, sometimes you you're better just drawing a line where the customer will go. That's fine. I'm not going in and just cut, cut, cut. Yeah. You know, if you went into the doctor's with a cut in your thumb, you would hope he would fix the cut and not cut your thumb off. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, so go in and you're trying to take as, as little lacquer off as possible. Yeah. I, for I the best friend, results. For, you know, for the best results, yeah. I had a friend was a big fan of the tea cut on the rotary buff and yeah. he was out once a month at his Merc, black Merc, and just buffer trails, and it was, he may as well have been yeah. at it with a Brillo pad. Yeah. He was like a sand and disc on a grinder. That man yeah. was cutting away. So yeah, you do, you do want to take his level Yeah, you've off. only got so much lacquer it, there, yeah. and so much UV protection in that lacquer. And how do you how do you know what you're working with then? So I have a paint depth gauge, so you can measure sort of the depth you have there, and you don't know how much lacquer is there, essentially, but... Uh-huh. You, you can get a gauge from it. Yeah, so you, you, you have a good estimate of what you're actually working Correct, with on the yes, car. Correct, yes, yeah. And you go around, spot check the car all yeah, over. Yeah, see where the car's had paint before, if it's had paint, and you, you, you can adjust to and that. And you work for everything. So if, some say, the back end of the car has been painted, it might be slightly softer paint. You know, you yeah, know it'll be different. And sometimes you, you do notice that, because I'll do a test panel on the car with a certain pad, a certain polish, try different pads, different polishes. You could come to another panel, and it's not reacting the same at all, and yeah. you have to start again. And it's knowing what to do when that happens is yeah, the key to yeah, this. Yeah, sometimes you have to swap out the pad, swap out the polish, change it up a wee bit. And yeah. it only comes with training yeah. experience. Yeah, that's it. So, in your job, what are your essential products that you use? You couldn't do your job without. What's your essential equipment? Well, the Rips polishers. I like. You need the machine polishers, obviously. They're but ta- Rips Italian. Would be my favorite. Italian, yeah, Italian. Yeah. Most importantly, probably light. You need the correct light. Yeah. So LED. Yeah. LED lighting. Yeah. Uh, scan grip lights is the ones I use, but there are other brands out there which are probably equally as good. And I take it as you want as good a light as you can get as replicate the yeah. sun because that's what yeah, the ideal conditions it. is yeah. on a sunny yeah. day. And if it looks good below the scan grip light, it's good. Yeah. It's not going to, it's less likely to show up outside, yeah. yeah. So what's a few of the most important products that you use? Probably fallout remover would be good for maintenance stuff. Decontamination's a big thing. Yeah, decontamination's a big thing, especially for cars that are ceramic coated. After a period of time, you might find, you know, ceramic not beading properly or sheeting properly or whatever, and usually all it needs is a proper decontamination, which can be done with like fallout removers. Yeah, so... uh, the ceramic then is like a porous essentially yeah so they can level. clog up over time oh, yeah. uh, you, so you explained you explained to me there last time i was up basically it's the holes and then they get filled up with a, if you it's a good way to think of it yeah yeah like it filled up with this gunk and by using the fallout it, it removes to, it yeah, and lets the ceramic yeah. do its job again it's kind of the same thing as your skin yeah not that i'm it brings back the, the skin cleans your pores hydrophobic exactly. side of it as well yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah i think it's probably a roughly about two years from you done lee's car year and a half anyway like Lee does mega miles as we talked about before but like that thing I, I wash it occasionally and the water just sheets off it still yeah and it could probably it would even benefit from a decon now I think it would a wee bit the glass is still great 
and the roof and stuff probably more down the sides and my mirrors have got really the water doesn't come off them at all anymore mm-hmm. like I, I have permanent water on my mirrors so I might need them redone I feel a booking coming on that would be about I think you're at least a year and a half it was, you were one of the first bookings I think yeah you probably were yeah. I think you started off yeah and when did you start? May? May, yeah. Aye, so what about the 31st? Yeah. And do you find then that it's more likely like a high, like high contamination level areas, say like the rear of the car? Yeah, rear of the car, bottom sets, half of the yeah. car, things like that, yeah. That's going to... You notice a difference after it's decontaminated. Very good. Well, yeah, I'll have to try that. Yeah, definitely. I was talking earlier on about Jim White and the Range Rover. It was a real pig of a job he had to do in it yeah. for you to date what do you think has been your most challenging job that you've taken on uh, I did do a flat black Porsche 928 probably th- it's actually before I went out full time probably three or four years ago it was very challenging just to refine to get no haze in it and things like that it it's was challenging flat paint, black will show everything flat black's hard the paint yeah. fought back it fought back I remember going to Ultimate Dubs with you guys and Richard Hanna had a Bora and Arne Sloan had the Golf Estate. Yeah. Arne's was flat black. Yep. And Richard's was metallic, metallic black. That's right. So two black cars side by side, same lighting, and one looked grey under the light, and the, the, yeah. the gloss black, the straight black looked like you could swim yeah. in it. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so yeah. as you say, that yeah. thing is going to fight you. You're going to see yeah. every mark on it. Flat black's usually a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. So don't bring those to you. Don't bring it. Don't want those. Thanks, Matt. Especially Mark Seven Golf flat black. <laughs> don't bring that. <laughs> So here's a two-sided question for you then. What's the most satisfying part of your job? And what's your pet hate about your job so far? Most satisfying would be probably just the end result. Seeing the customer's reaction to it. The end, the finished result's always nice. I enjoy that at the end of the Jim White videos. Yeah. Where Sometimes yeah, where he, sets the camera he set the camera down and not show their yeah. face. But yeah. you can hear the reaction. Yeah. That's a satisfying part yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you still get a thrill out of that? Because you're doing so much work that the customer won't even see yeah. or doesn't know you've done. You know, you could be flipping, polishing the undersides, the side skirts and the bumpers, and they'll never see that. They don't know that, but... But do you not find that they see it but don't realise they're seeing it? Probably, yeah. That's you, probably you right, You stand yeah. back and... Yeah, it's the overall yeah. finish then, yeah. All yeah. those small details add up to something. Yeah, and, and they do, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So, Pat hits. Pat hits. You've talked about the satisfying part of your job. What is it that... Not necessarily a noisy, it's a downside of the job, you know. Uh, probably finding work life balance, trying not to do too many hours with a family at home and just trying to balance it. You can stay in the workshop too long, self employed, uh, big issue. That yeah, time. you could be there 14, 16 hour days, Saturdays, Sundays, and you maybe find the temptation to be there more when it's so close. Yeah, and you do, you do. I seen me saying, well, I have an hour this morning here on a Sunday morning. I've gone down to the workshop for an hour and that turns into three or four hours. Yeah. Yeah. You're not having to drive a, a two hour commute yeah. to such to go to work. I just remembered Robin texts me one day and he says, Where did you go that day with your family? It looked great. Family Man 101. <laughs> says, I says Tullymore and then we went to Macarai and it was fantastic. <laughs> you might have to cut this out because <laughs> of a good. Well, you've laughed over his response. <laughs> he says, Dead on, dead on. Thanks. We'll do that. We're going out. Was it our Saturday or Sunday or something? I think I text you on the Sunday or the Saturday afternoon. And he says, Oh, it didn't bother going. I told Mel to get ready. Went into the house. She was still in her pajamas. So I said, Fuck it. Went back to the workshop and then <laughs> 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 I, I remember that. 
Yeah, if you want that cut out, let me know. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's I like that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, Love yeah, that it. happens quite a lot. Yeah, no. I find if you're sitting idle at home, you could be working. Yeah, so you, you tend to be sitting going, well, it's sitting watch Connection Street or go and work. Lee and you will, tend to go and work. Lee you, will you, tell you, I'm like that. I can't sit still, and it doesn't yeah. matter if it's like I wake up on a Sunday morning, and I generally wake up early for work anyway, and I'll wake up at the same time, and I'm lying in bed going. I have to do something. Yeah. And you get up and do dishes and funny about to, around the house. I'm the same. I have to be doing have something. to be on the move. Yeah. Usually I'll work until Melissa phones and says, where the hell are you at? I'm I'll leaving go, Oh, you. I'm just leaving now. And then it's time to pack up. Yeah, another hour later. <laughs> Your mar- the marching orders have been sent. <laughs> yep. Very yeah. good. Future? Th- no. So yes, to finish things off then, we talked about you're not just a detailer and that you offer products that you can fit as an experienced mechanic. Where do you see the future going? Because you've already done a smooth bay in a car, which in this country, again, is something that isn't really a, you know, where do you go to get that kind of thing done? Yeah. Are you continuing to offer that sort of service or anything else in particular? Yeah, you want I'd to like to do into? more show car stuff, stuff mm-hmm. I really enjoy doing. My work has to, be, has to be something I get up in the morning and want to go to, to yeah. do. And that is the sort of stuff I would like to do. Underside work as well. Like underside restoration work on classic cars. Quite enjoy doing that. I'll definitely have a few jobs for you, don't worry. I'm Sounds a bit good. slow. Sounds good. So, yeah, yeah, if you want... That sort of work and perhaps even branch out into something else as yeah, well. Like, to see where it goes. Yeah, and see where it goes, yeah. you could, in this country, again, you can get a lot of... You can take your car to get painted by a restoration service, but most of them won't do... They'll not take suspension arms out or components yeah. and powder coat them. You can yeah. offer all that kind of services yeah, to you. Yeah, I still enjoy doing the mechanical side of things as well. It kind of breaks a week up a bit if you have a days, you know, fitting coilovers or that type of thing. Yet you're not been forced to do it 24-7. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, breaks Very it up. Good. But yeah, I eventually I'd like to maybe do prestige car transportation as well, that type of thing. I'd quite like to do that. Another niche market. Yeah, it is unfortunately, but yeah, something like that. Maybe. But it's good if you're offering it, as you, again, you said before, it's a one-stop shop. Yeah, well, I have some customers that have asked, have I got enclosed transport, you know, because they don't want to drive the car once it's done. Yeah, but you can understand. Um, classic stuff, prestige stuff, and they've, they've asked if I could get it to them without them having to come and drive it home. So that's which I, next thing. Which, which is probably going to be next, yeah. Very good. Yeah. I think that's big business in England, but not so much here. Yeah. But if you have the transporter and people are willing to yeah, use the service, that's yeah. where you go. I think it was the Limerick show, somebody was saying... There was a fella, and he got six or seven very rare Ferraris transported to the show and transported home again. Mm-hmm. So thanks very much, Robin. That was a really, really interesting insight in the. No, thank you for having me. Your business and the way things work, and the, I hope I didn't bore everyone too much. Uh, wake, give Leo Lodge there. She's fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, he's wrong. Right <laughs> Look alive. <laughs> so we're going to well, put out as usual some questions to our very good listeners. I have a question. Lee's definitely drunk. <laughs> She's very drunk. <laughs> it's her sweet face. It's his wee face. Alright, my wee face. <laughs> I think it's cuter. It's fatter than that. <laughs> so breaking news, Lee has a question. Go on ahead, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone wrong. Lee's broke. Lee's broken. Never mind. No? Do you want to add your question in amongst these? Yeah, I'll text you. No, don't you. this up. I'll write it down. Type, post it. Type it in. I'll fax you it. Type it into your phone and then just hand me it over. Right, <laughs> <Auntie? laughs> Oh, brilliant. 
No more jolly juice for you, Lee. <laughs> oh, jolly juice. Oh God. Anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. So That's let's move on some questions then, Connor. Yeah. First one we have comes in from our good friend Ronan Hickey. Share it, Ronan. Ronan, Ronan underscore H twenty one. You know it by now. Right. Nearly got it right. And he says this one's for Robin. He says for a weekend slash show car that is maintained and cured for properly. Would you suggest wax or ceramic? I still would prefer a ceramic. Okay. Ceramic will generally give you better gloss, depending on the brand of ceramic, of course. But I would still prefer a ceramic over a wax. Very the good. only thing, if you enjoy waxing your car, washing it, waxing it, seeing it, then you know you don't get that from a ceramic. Once yeah. the ceramic's done, it's only a matter of a quick wipe over. If you wanted to pull your car into the show, wax it, enjoy that part of it, then. A wax or a sentence better. But obviously doing the waxing process is a hands-on on the paint, which again yes. can cause more problems yeah. down the line. I prefer ceramic, even for a show car. I found it very strange after I got my Edison 30 ceramic that there's a weird feeling. You pull in the show, you wash it, you dry it off. That's out, it. And you're just standing there going, right? But it's handy, but it's just it's weird to get used to. Uh, another question from Ronan. I think this is probably one for you as well, Robin. Uh, what is one product and or tool you think is underestimated most i think i touched on it slightly earlier about lighting i think lighting's super important because polishing in the dark is quite difficult <laughs> <laughs> well that's a, that's a fair assessment say it how you see it yeah <laughs> a question from nathan quinn uh, nathan quinn 93 is his username getting rid of squirrels <laughs> <laughs> Well, squirt poison. <laughs> shotgun. Shotgun, yeah, shotgun would be quick. Yeah, to your drop of poison. How do you get rid of squirrels? <laughs> How do you get rid of squirrels? <laughs> oh, you should have just carried on. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'll reread that. Getting rid of swirls when you have zero experience with a buffer and crying. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> Lee's going to fall over. <laughs> Colin, is it red or grey, squirrel? <laughs> no, he's actually got tears rolling down his eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go ahead, Robin. Answer that about the squirrels. I mean, swirls. <laughs> There's the good eighty pound t-shirt ruined. <laughs> what was the question? I have no idea. It's something about wildlife. Uh, he says getting rid of swirls when you have zero experience with a buffer. I'm glad. I'm glad Connor's here to calm the situation. Well, you can get rid of very light swirls by polish hand polishing. Uh, <laughs> Just gone. <laughs> Keep this in. <sighs> Sorry. Because hand polishing is quite antiquated. Like people think that's a thing of the past, but yeah. obviously you can do something with it. So you could still remove quite light swirls by hand polishing. Uh, or if you wanted to, something like Auto Finesse Triple or something like that. It's a good filler polish. So it's going to hide in the swirls as it's well. It's going to hide. There's a very light abrasive in it, but it, it hides it mostly here. Yeah, but you could still hand polish it. And beyond that, go on a course. Beyond that, go on a course. Yeah, basically go on a course. Learn your craft. I wouldn't recommend lifting a buff without any experience. Or potentially even 
get spare panels if you're yeah practice yeah, yeah yeah or get a, yeah get a buff and and Go practice just not on your car get some test just panels yeah get some test panels but leave the squirrels alone leave the leave squirrels, the squirrels alone <laughs> 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 let's move on quickly to the next question connor <laughs> another one there comes in from rick v dub he says the best way to remove all the light scratches from factory paint again that That's ties a, back that into that ties back into the hand polishing or if if you have some experience with a machine polisher you could go lightly with go it go lightly with it yeah. yeah yeah just a refinement probably use a very light cut yeah product. light cut polish and a and an appropriate pad yeah uh next question is from studio 10 detailing who's that do, do we know him uh he asks how did he get so handsome i can only assume he's talking about you nigel yeah, mostly <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> I don't know. Puberty done a lot for Robin. <laughs> I've seen we'll, I've seen his teenage year photos. We'll, definitely has. We'll post some photos of that. <laughs> Next questions from Mark Hill. Big shout out to Mark. He's our video production man for Dubshed videos this year. Yeah, he shot Robin's recent video. Yeah, he, he says if his main career of acting doesn't pan out, would he ever consider detailing cars? <laughs> Absolutely not, Mark. Uh, the the modeling's first. First right. priority. It'll last forever. Yeah, it's going to last forever. Looks yeah. always yeah. last, don't it? Yeah. yeah. Looks will never go away. It's your personality. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> Another one then from Marty Mim. He says, What do you think about pop up ceramic coatings, modern snake oil? Pop up? I assume he means top up ceramic coatings, perhaps. Oh, I thought when I read it, I thought he meant like, you know, all these like recent. The new wave of ceramic products? Like, like fucking auto finesse. Yes. Well, I haven't tried any of the, you know, the Auto Finesse or Purboys I see have just released. I haven't tried any of those. McGuire's have yeah. got the ceramic Maguire's. spray. Yeah, so it's just like a Dion wet coat also have on as well. So it's like a spray on rinse, but it's not it's not ceramic as such, but it's a sealant. Do you think maybe ceramic is the buzzword at the minute? <clears throat> I think so. When yeah, people sometimes. kind of tag it on to everything. Yeah, and, yeah. So if you see ceramic, it's not necessarily a ceramic coating as such. Just be careful. Sometimes not. Just be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question from Jamie Thompson. Um, my question for the detailer is, have you any detailing courses or can you recommend any? I'm 15. I have a small valley business. I'm hoping to one day be a detailer. I'd like to learn polishing, stage one to three, ceramic coatings, etc. Hope you can help. Yeah, Jamie. So locally, there's a guy, Mark Levy, uh, from Polished and Waxed in Lisburn. He holds quite a lot of courses, so that might be something worth thinking about. Um, or you could go across the water and do some rips training as well. Uh, but locally, Polish and Wax in Lisburn. You went to AM Details in Aberdeen, didn't you? No, he, he actually came Once. over to oh, right, sorry. Mark's place uh, and done a course that I was recently on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I have plans to go over to Alan at AMD. But definitely courses is the recommended way to go with it. Yeah, for, oh, you know, you can self-teach to a degree as well but it's good to know the science behind the pads why you should be using that pad why you should be using that polish you know speed of the polisher speed of you should be moving the polisher across the panel heat temperatures all that sort of thing get hands-on training rather yeah yeah yeah. you need to know why it's doing certain things yeah okay shout out to simon morrow for the question um a question for everyone what car have you sold that you wish you still had Go with the guest first. My 944 Porsche. Yeah, I thought that was good. <laughs> Lee? My Swift. I miss that wee car. 
That was a fun car to drive. Yeah. Uh, for me, it'd have to be my Mark II. I've only ever sold two cars. One was my Corsa, which I've never seen again. And I know where my Mark II is. And it's, Lee has actually even said to me, it's like, you should buy that back. And it's like, it's just going to lie and do nothing. But I would love it back. I do miss the wee car. What about you, Nigel? Again, it's a Mark II Golf. I don't know if you remember. My white Mark II Golf. Is this the one that you drove to Cork with Ricky hanging out of the sunroof? Correct. Yes, I do remember. That was one of the first trips away with you. That That's not exactly what I was going to say. LIW, right? LIW 797. The plate's still in retention. Gavin Agar from Billy Walter actually has it and he done a full restoration on it. Um, that had TH line splits. Sold them. But uh, he done a full OEM restoration on it. Right, that was a nice car. Yeah, but it's still on the plate. It's going on the G60. But that was a nice car. For me, that was a special place for me, that car. T- uh, at the time I had to sell it, just things happened, etc. Ideally drove that for probably four years. That Mark II? Ideally drove that. I done Chinese deliveries in that. That's cool. That, that was my daily driver and it had a special place in my heart. I was gutted to sell it and as soon as I sold it, I just went, oh. Yeah, you knew it wasn't <laughs> right, but at the same time it had to be done. Yeah, well, I've got a, you know, swings and roundabouts, I've got a really nice edition one that's sitting in axle stands there for the last 10 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a common thing with us. <laughs> So yeah, white Mark II. Uh, it's just an eight valve, but it was a real great wee car. Really enjoyed driving it. Um, yeah, it's nice to know it's still around though. Yeah, yeah. And being looked after. Cool. Uh, the next one's from Brian O'Neill. Brian underscore O'Neill. He says, "Why is he such a sexy beast?" And again, I'm going to say that's towards me. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian loves me. Yeah. 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 Quite a personal question coming in from Gethin here. Uh, this one from Gethin underscore GTI and I. Do you spend as much time detailing your loved one as you do your average job? Very suitable just after Valentine's Day, that question, I suppose. You would probably have to ask Melissa that question, Catherine. She would probably disagree with my, my answer. <laughs> to what's time in the workshop? <laughs> <laughs> but for that question, what he probably means is do you spend as much time on your own stuff as customers' cars? No, I have no projects at the moment, basically. No time for them. I don't think that's what he meant at all. I'm curious. Gethin underscore GTA. What was the hair gel you lent me at the Christmas do? That was Brill Cream Extreme, Gethin. I've been using that for many years and it's fantastic. It sounds like something your grandfather would use. <laughs> and you did look great with it all. It was that good. I, knew, I was nearly borrowing it. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could mold some hair put with it. Put a great shine on to a bald man's head. Yeah. Um, I usually just stick to Mr. Sheen. That's, that's never let me down. Another one from our past, from running around when we were younger days, Todd underscore underscore. He says, if you had the opportunity to detail any car, what would it be? Good question, Todd. Uh, something with big flat panels, like a van. <laughs> <laughs> something nice to work with. <laughs> something easy. Uh, no, uh, well, my dream car is a Ferrari F40, so probably an F40. I suppose getting to work even around it and get it to yeah. see it up close. Is... Yeah, something, something like that, yeah. Very nice. Uh, next question from Buster Conrad: Can the boring be properly scrubbed off a Mark V to Mark Seven Golf, or is it permanently stuck on there? I am offended. <laughs> Shout out, as Buster. a VW enthusiast, I am also offended. <laughs> but you like old school cars as well, though, so it's fine. I let Buster away, but he's right, funny man. Yeah. <laughs> I do like a Mark V to Mark Seven. I have to admit. I think Lee's in the boat of hating Mark Fives, aren't you? <laughs> don't like mark fives 
<sighs> Straight in the heart. Mark sixes are boring. Mark six interiors are boring. Yeah, Mark sixes in general are boring. Mark sevens I find hard to distinguish from a Mark six, although they are slightly better. Better driving car. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Another one in there from VW Dubber, nineteen ninety three. Emmett, he says. Any shows in particular you'll be going to this summer? Yeah, well, one I'll not be missing is uh, Players Classic. That's one you better, and Nigel do. Better book of flights. Yeah, every year I just leave it in your capable hands. And Judas Charmers for you, you know. Robin Players Classic. Up. Robin has a problem. He doesn't know how to use the EasyJet app or hotel apps. Or, you know. No, I think Robin's problem is he's lazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's easier to text Nigel and say, would you organise Players Classic? You usually get a text message the night before. What time's your flight? <laughs> How long are we waiting for? Where are we going? I've got my toothbrush in my pocket. I'm ready. Where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> What's this weekend? Oops. Um, we have another one in there from Reload.Global. That'll be Colin, I'm assuming. Yeah. And he says... Partner in crime. What's the difference between a validator and a detailer? As there's a guy on John 44, he'll buff it for 40 quid. <laughs> that guy should buff your car for 40 quid. If, if, if you're asking that if you're question, asking that go, question for go for him. <laughs> there you go, Carl. <laughs> Please don't message me. Uh, Reckon Ralph asks... Shout out. Wax that Uh-oh. ass? Yes or no? Absolutely. Do you ceramic coat the ass or do you wax it? Holy smokes, I've went x rayed all of a sudden. <laughs> Would she prefer? Wax wax it so you can get hands on more often. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. He'll be taking you up on that. Another one from Wreck and Ralph. Uh, Polished wheels worth ceramic coating, Robin? Yeah, absolutely, Ralph, yeah. He in particular has a set of 15-inch RSs fully polished, so yeah, definitely ceramic coat those. Yeah, yeah. Just it helps up water spotting especially. Yeah. Makes for easier maintenance too. Yeah, absolutely. They are a disaster of a wheel to clean. Yeah. Polish wheels don't like chemicals directly onto them either, so the ceramics sort of helps with that. And I helped clean his wheels at Vagfer, mm-hmm. and he did give off because it wasn't doing it right. <gasps> I would like to point out at this point that Connor claims that he helped polish the wheels, but Connor did his usual thing where he got all the cleaning equipment out, let it all sit on the ground, put a cloth in his hand and then promptly started talking to everyone in the vicinity and left me to clean the car as per usual. My car actually got car of the show one time and I didn't even touch it because Lee and Stefan cleaned it because I talked to everybody around it. Yes. I found Connor, well done. Oh yes, I have I like your it. technique. It's it's the Robin effect where he gets you to book the flights. Oh, fantastic. There you go. It's a it's all a scam. I text people to come over to talk to me so Lee will clean it. You gotta respect it. There you go. It's all about the hustle. Another one then from Reckon Ralph. He says, best way to polish a turd, a.k.a. Connor. Yeah, there's a lot of love there. Thanks, man. <laughs> Shots fired. There's only so fired. many chemicals and products you can use, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> None of which are magic. <laughs> you would need it. Uh, he says, best way to prep your car for a ceramic coating. Uh, well... You'd obviously want to be removing as many swirls and scratches and things as possible before ceramic coating. Right. Um, but if he, if if he means sort of before laying on the actual coating, mm-hmm. you have to use a, a like a pre prep. You have to use like a panel wipe, okay, or something like that. So whatever is it for alcohol so or a panel wipe. That's a that's a a mouthful. I approve of that, huh? <laughs> so whatever 
whatever your ceramic coating over is trapped in there essentially so you want to be yeah right. yeah otherwise you're just sitting in swirls for a okay. long time uh next comment is from ff metalworks as he says no question just to say really enjoying the podcast thanks very much shout out dennis just to point out he i seen a photo today he's actually your twin connor yes he's my canadian brother <laughs> And it turns out he's into silly old Volkswagens. And I actually thought that was an inverted photograph at one point. Yeah, slap some glasses and a hat on me and I am that man. God love him. Small world, Connor. Uh, so next actual question is from the Russian. He says, favourite wheels. So I think Nigel and Connor actually answered this yeah, last, last week. week. Oh, no, that was outside RAS. They yeah. did their, their top three apart from RSs, which I specified. Um, so I guess... Robin and I could answer this one. Mine changes. Um, can I do my top three? Yeah, crack on. Good, because I want to be <laughs> Um, So at the moment, it's uh, 1552 Turbo Max. Um, next would be BMW Throwing Stars, which Connor had mentioned last week, but they're definitely up there in my cool. top yeah, wheels. Cool, the M5s. Uh, so my third one... I don't actually know what they're called, but they're Corvette wheels, and they're not solid shooters, and they're not saw blades, but they're a six-spoke Corvette wheel with spoke kind of twisted back and a line in between them. A bit like an Anki wheel. So if anybody knows what they're called, please let me know, because I really like them. We'll have to do further research I don't this. quite know what they are. Yeah, but you know what you want, but you know what they are. Correct. Excellent. Robin, you? It should be interesting, Connor. I think BBS is going to feature a lot here. My I would imagine so. Well, my top three, my favourite would be BBS GTs. Which you've had. Which I've had. Uh, then a more simple way, which is ABT SP2s. Yeah, another nice one. Uh, which I think Dean Pollock had on his Mark V for a short period. He did, time, yeah. I think. Uh, and then BBS E88 Magnesium. Yeah, they're going to feature there somewhere. Yeah. Solid wheels. Nice wheels. Expensive wheels. Okay, thanks again. <laughs> well, so many questions this time. Uh, thanks very much for getting involved, folks. Yeah. Um, that wraps up today's episode. Yeah, the questions are always good fun. Gives you a lot to talk about. Gets Thank you thinking. Yeah, it's good to see people getting involved and really appreciate it. We appreciate um, you rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. So we're still currently available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. So we'll leave it there today. Uh, thank you very much, Robin. No, thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been great fun. I know it's not easy getting away from work, especially when you are self-employed, so appreciate you coming down to no speak worries. with us. Nope, thank you for having me. We'll probably get an invoice, Connor. Well, yes. Yeah, just send me an email and I'll invoice <laughs> oh, I want a breakdown of it. <laughs> so give us... Uh, your website address, your socials. How do we find you? Yeah, so uh, Studio 10, Bespoke Car Care. Uh, Google Studio 10, you'll see the website. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Studio underscore 10 underscore detail. That's Instagram. on Instagram, yeah, cool. And Studio 10 on Facebook, yep. you should bring it up. And you post a lot on there, both stories and... Yeah, stories and, yeah. Yeah, so on the website, you can go and view the packages available, estimate prices, things like that. Um, if there's something bespoke you're after, just send me a message. Yeah, don't be afraid to message you. Yeah. For ourselves, collectively, you can follow us at Reload Podcast on Instagram. Nigel, you are? At VW Lee. At Maxwell House 46. And I am Connor McCann. 
keep following us drop us a message we love interacting with everybody that actually does take the time to message us and it's good it's good is fun there's our fifth episode yeah it's hard to believe it's yeah. time flies when you're having fun i remember putting the first the second episode out and thinking jesus there's another one and now we're in five so yeah next milestone's 10 good fun yeah so see you next time folks thank you very much thanks bye, bye. Thank you.